everybody's got the victory tonight, and and uh, we give all the honor and praise to the Lord for all that He's doing, and just exciting times ahead. You know, the devil, I think, has tried to make 2020 his banner year to act up and, and all, but the Bible says that we're not ignorant of his devices. And, you know, we shouldn't act all shocked and everything when things start going crazy. It's just the way of the world. Some of it's the devil. Some of it's just the world. And um, those two seem to be good bedfellows. <laughs> the devil and the world seem to get along just fine. And you get those two together and you got problems. But thank God we are overcomers. Because Jesus said, because we're in Christ, and he said that he's overcome the world. Amen. So, if he's overcome the world, then so do we, if we'll just think right about it. And I don't know about you, I've been listening to the news less and less. Uh, I, You know, I'll occasionally pop it on. Uh, Scarlett and I watch one show that's kind of got some opinions, most of them we agree with. So we'll watch a little of that and kind of keep up with things. But other than that, we just don't keep it on very much because it's just regurgitated nonsense, most of it. Uh, I like what Wigglesworth said, you know. Um, Lester Summerall was a young man and had walked into Smith Wigglesworth's house in uh, in England and and he had newspapers. He had the London Times or whatever, you know, and he's bringing in the newspapers and Wigglesworth said, don't bring that trash in my house. <laughs> he says, it's all lies anyway. I don't, I don't even agree with it. So he said, I only read the Bible. Well, you know, I think the day's coming where that might be what we get restricted to is reading the word. It's the only thing we can count on or something that's got Bible sense behind it. All right. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn tonight to the book of Psalms. Praise the Lord, 103, Psalm 103. We're going to go over some benefits of salvation. And you know, just these are just, these are not, I don't think these are like the latest and heavy revy, as we say. But we can get some new, we get something new and fresh every time, don't we? That we go over scripture. And these are, these are just fantastic verses that will really uh, speak to my heart, and I had it on my heart t- tonight to share with you. Uh, again, we welcome you that are w- joining us electronically and through uh, the Internet, and uh, it's, it's a blessing. We talk to our friends and a lot of people that tell us that they watch the program, receive the blessing from it. And then some are participating in giving online. We appreciate you very much. Uh, count you as part of what we do here. Amen. And around the world. All right. So Psalm 103. Uh, there's just going to try to tear this apart and put it back together. <laughs> so we know what we're doing. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I want to start there. And uh, talk about that just first line there. We oftentimes just read through that real quickly. But you'll notice that that's an instruction from David himself. He's, uh, uh, it, it is it is one of David's psalms. It says the psalm of David. 
And who's he telling to bless the Lord? He's telling his soul. Well, the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. But that's not who's in the driver's seat. Who's in the driver's seat is the spirit man. And so that that hidden man of the heart, the, the real you, the eternal you, the spirit man. We like to say it this way. And it's under it's good to understand spirit, soul, and body. It is. It'll help you with the Bible. It'll help you with your faith and your prayer life. Amen. And so spirit, soul, and body is basically we say this. I am a spirit. I possess a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And I live in a body. So we're not just a body and a soul. We're a, we're a spirit, soul, and body. And it's good to put them in order like that. And sometimes you have to tell your soul what it's going to do. You have to tell your soul, soul, you're going to worship. You're going to praise. You're going to speak good things. You're going to walk in love. You're going to walk in faith. And get a hold of yourself, as we say. Get a hold of the back of the nap of your neck and, and you, the spirit you, the eternal you, will be in charge with, under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And then we, of course, we have a body. Sometimes we have to tell our bodies what to do. Uh, there's people in a service and, you know, we don't, we don't make a command performance out of worship or whatever, but you've ever been in a worship service and you're on this side of the of the aisle as we say watching people worship sometimes you'll you'll get one of these you know like make me praise the lord you know <laughs> say let's all lift our hands and worship god it's like make me well anyway uh that doesn't help anybody to make them but sometimes we have to make ourselves we have to say, and David will say that too in some of his writings. He'll say, you know, clap your hands and, and, or I lift up my hands. And so sometimes I tell my hands, you're going to go up in the air and you're going to worship the Lord. And my body's going, I don't want to do that, you know. And it's like, uh, I don't care. You're not, you don't get a vote. One man, one vote. <laughs> and the voter is the spirit man. And if you'll, if you'll try to get that spirit man on the, keep it in the ascendant place, as we say, the top position, uh, you'll do a lot better in this world. You'll do a lot better in faith. You'll do a lot better with God. Amen. Uh, and don't let your emotions run you and rule you. Uh, boy, you know, I've never understood, I've never really understood folks leaving a church over hurt feelings. I know that there's some people can get into it with each other and sometimes things can be said, you know, they're a little misunderstood and that kind of thing. And we need to be sensitive, don't we, to each other's needs. But I've never understood a person who said, I've been saying this for years, not just at this church. I've never understood a person who lets their emotions run them, uh, where they they say, well, this is my church and you're my pastor and I'm being fed here and God's blessing me and it's really good. And then somebody look at them just half wrong and they're out the door, never coming back, offended, arms folded, you know, and it's like, really, you're going to let somebody that you don't have any control over. You talking codependency here. This is at, at art form. You're going to let somebody else 
run you away from your church, run you away from where you're being fed, run you away from where you're being blessed. And that's just a trick of the devil, isn't it? You should see through it that the plan is to offend and is to run off. I just thought I'd say that because what what that means is the soul's in charge instead of the spirit man. And so here, if we're going to get the full benefits of the Lord, of the Word, of what Christ did for us, sometimes we have to grow up a little bit and take responsibility and say, uh, I'm not going to... You, you, you know, technically, it's impossible for someone to offend you. You have to allow them to offend you. You have to allow the offense. Isn't it better just to, I always say, just give the benefit of the doubt? I mean, you can't believe some of the things that people have said to me through the years. Same as you. We all live in the same world. But has anybody here ever had something hateful said to you or ugly or mean? And uh, if you're smart, you're grown up, you'll just go, oh, well, that's their problem. You know, I'll pray for them. And uh, it's almost better to say, well, I didn't even notice, really. You know, maybe they're just having a bad day. God bless them. And... uh now, I can really preach that. I don't know about living, and I, I, I try. You know, we preachers can really preach some stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> we also have souls. <laughs> We're not soulless wonders. <laughs> and our soul can really, woo, kick into gear, can't it? But we have to just... <laughs> Say, you're not in charge here. <laughs> you don't have a vote. Amen. Is that helping anybody? That's just from verse 1. So he's talking to his soul. David's talking to his soul. You're going to bless the Lord, bub. <laughs> and and my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Praise God. If we just went home now, we could say we were in church and got something. Yeah. It says here, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and soul, forget not all his benefits. Because it's easy to forget the benefits and start griping and complaining and whining and mushing around, you know, instead of remembering. Let's remember his benefits. This is the message. There's benefits to serving God. There's benefits to being a believer. There's benefits, hallelujah, to... uh to uh, you know, a lot of folks think when they're witness to sometimes if they've had a bad image or mindset of what religion is about, you know they've they've oftentimes uh, felt like well, uh, you know the, the church is trying to take everything away from me, everything fun, everything enjoyable, any any joy in life, you know, and just we march around in you know drab robes and. Chant, you know, that's their idea of what goes on in here. And uh, isn't it just sad? And uh, I think the Hollywood movies has done that to churches, you know, just made them these horrible, you know, waiting rooms for the damned almost or something. I don't know. It's just unbelievable the image that's painted of being a believer or, or real judgmental and real legalistic. But praise God, I tell you, it doesn't cost to pay to, to serve the Lord. It pays. There's benefits. Yeah. You know, American Express Company has been advertising for years. There's 
membership has benefits. Well, membership in the body of Christ has benefits. Amen. And so we're not going to forget them. And there's the word benefit. Circle it. Put something around it. Remember, I've got benefits. Woo! Praise God. And they're 24-7, these benefits. So the first one here, we, we know and love, uh, verse 3, who forgiveth most of your iniquities, but not the real bad stuff. No, all thine iniquities. Praise God. I'm not condemned tonight. I'm not under the curse. I'm not, you know, God's not looking at me and shaking his head and wondering what's going to happen. He has already forgiven all mine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Oh, praise God. We have a Savior tonight and we have a healer tonight. Who redeemeth thy life. From destruction. Well, there's so many scriptures that go with that. The Bible tells us in Isaiah that um, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And uh, you know, you just you know the again watching the news, you see every minute something that's coming to destroy you. Uh, killer hornet bees and uh, you know <laughs> COVID and. Uh, rioters and looters and pillagers and and uh all kind of problems that are just coming at us but praise god we are exempt in jesus name if we'll believe we are doesn't just fall on you automatically but if you'll put your faith with it claim it by claim these things by faith and thank god for them make it part of your daily praise who redeemeth thy life from destruction i'm not I'm not in fear. I don't have to live in fear that my life's going to be destroyed. You know, that would work for us if we had a hurricane or tropical storm coming at us. We could quote this scripture. We're redeemed from destruction. The devil's a liar. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Those are good things, aren't they? Who satisfieth thy mouth with terrible things so that you'll remember who's in charge. Is that what it says? No, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. That means the best things. Well, what are the best things? Well, that's dependent on who you're talking to. You know, it's, it's, it, it's what you consider best. But I'll tell you what, if it's from the Lord, it's going to be good. Amen. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. The youth is renewed. Uh, and the older I get with age, the more I quote that one. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's, but you oughta, you oughta, you oughta confess that. Amen. And you ought to say that. My youth is being renewed. Hallelujah. You say, well, that's just impossible, brother Naaman. Well, um, okay, you can go with that. Let us know how that goes for you. Not good, usually. I'd rather agree with the word. 
just agree with the work. You know what? That's one of the things people ask us. They know sometimes that, you know, Pastor Scarlett and I, our mentor, spiritual father, we would call him, father in the faith would probably be a better term, uh, teaching us father in ministry, a mentor, uh, Brother Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, he um, taught us, one of the things he taught us early and got got us brainwashed with, I don't know about you, my brains needed washing, you know. And uh, so we got our brains washed with the concept of just agree with the Bible. In fact, agree with it even if there's something you don't understand. Agree with it even if it's above your pay grade, so to speak, to get it. Because there's a lot of it through the years that I didn't get. They'd be preaching and teaching along some line, and I'm acting like I'm getting it, but I'm thinking... I don't have a clue what this is about, but it's in the word. And so if it's in the word, it's got to be good. The Bible says all scripture is for our edification and for our growth and our help. Amen. And so we just made a decision. A lot of us, uh, word of faith folks, we made a decision way back there, back there in the late seventies, early eighties, we made a decision we're going to agree with the Bible. You'd be sh- shocked at how, in those days, you'd be shocked at how some Pentecostal people fought the teaching of the Word. It's supposed to be Spirit-filled. supposed to be Bible, Baptist, whatever. <laughs> the Bible Baptist, you know. But supposed to be Bible-believer people, you know, and fight you about the Word and Tell you that we live by the Bible and we love the Holy Word, you know, and have a great big one out on the communion table out front and uh, that kind of thing. But then when you go to t- preaching it and teaching it, then you'd get mutiny on the bounty. I'm telling you, just uh, about overthrow the pastor over teaching certain passages that they just didn't think was right. But uh, Brother Hagen got it through to us. Thank God. That it doesn't matter what you feel about it. It doesn't matter if you even agree with it or think it's a good idea. It is the living Word of God. And it's a, it's the highest form of prophecy that we have available. And it just helps you to just agree with it. <laughs> Amen. And say, well, I don't know. I don't. This is against the way I was brought up or what I think or feel. But I, I've never seen a generation like this one that goes so much on how they feel. You know, if they don't feel like going to college, they just don't go. If they don't feel like coming into work, they just don't show up. If they don't feel like something, then it's just all about feelings. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you won't survive long in this world with that kind of spirit. What and or, or I don't feel like being married to this person or whatever it is you know that you're feeling. Uh, it's just so crazy. You can't you can't last anything like that. Amen. So praise God. You know we're not no. I don't see the word feel in here anywhere. It's just and David maybe he, I tell you David had some feelings because he talked about them. But at the end of the day, he would always come back around to what we're going to do is we're going to extol the name of the Lord and we're going to lift up what God has said and we're going to follow his ideas. <sighs> Am I helping anybody? I'm preach, preaching my brains out. I don't know if I'm getting anywhere. 
But, you know, you do what you like. I know, I don't, I'm not tr- here in this church trying to control anybody, but I am here to, to proclaim what I see from the Word is the truth. I'm not saying I, I'm, I get it 100%. Uh, there's nobody that gets it 100%, but you know, the part that I'm failing in or whatever, just pray for me. Amen. That the Lord will help me. But I'm trying to, Stick with, be a stickler for the Word. And the Word is above what Sister Ledbetter thinks and Brother Bucketmouth said. Amen. And it's above the minutes of the denomination and it's above what any executive council votes in or says or whatever. Big deal. It's the Word of God that counts. It's the Word of God that'll put you over on Tuesday night at 3 a.m. in the morning when you can't sleep and the devil's attacking you. And, and, and you have to get up and you have to say, I'm declaring the Word of God over me and my house and we will serve the Lord and we will have healing and we will have prosperity and we will go forward in Jesus' name and we will have favor and we will have peace and we will have joy here in the name of Jesus. And and so that's what will put you over, not the latest article from, you know, Newsweek. Or church week or any other thing. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I, we, I got, I, I got folks that, you know, are in my life or have been in my life that you start quoting the word and they want to read you, you know, something that somebody wrote in some, uh, periodical. You know, just because there's a, I mean, Scarlett and I, we've got letters in front and behind our name, but that's not what puts you over is the letters. It doesn't matter what's up there. It's what matters is what, what the Word says. Yes. I don't know. I'm just on this tonight, kind of drive it in the ground and break it off. That's what we're going to do. Hallelujah. And so uh, I, lo- I love it here about just declaring and agreeing. I, I got kind of hung on that about the youth being renewed like the eagles. I mean, you certainly could argue with that. But on the other hand, I, I believe it will help you. And it's helping me to declare that. Instead of, I don't know, I'm just so tired. I don't You know, that just doesn't help you. What will help you is, is declaring the word. Hallelujah. And do it even when, do it even when you don't feel like doing it. Do it when your soul disagrees with it. When your soul, your mind, will, and emotions are going, well, I just, I don't feel like quitting. Well, you know, we've all been there. I'm telling you, we've all been there. But, but that's when you go, you're not in charge, mind, will, and emotions. I'm in charge, the, the, the eternal me that ha, that uh, came from heaven and inhabited a Bible and a, a body and will go back to heaven. Praise God, the eternal spirit man is who's in charge. Amen. And if you'll put yourself in charge like God has declared you to be, you'll see victory. Every time. The devil's a liar. 
and our feelings and emotions can get in all and mooshed in there. And before you know it, you got a spaghetti ball of problems. And uh, if you're not watching it, you want to share your misery with others and get them to join you. Misery loves company. Isn't that the truth? You know, you ever been to church and sat by somebody and you're going, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! I'm, I'm, I'm not... I, I had a lady so mad at me in my church in Alabama that uh, something happened that she didn't like. And she <laughs> was taking up the offering. And she said out loud, really loud for everybody to hear her, the whole place. They were passing the plate. And she goes, I'm not giving any offering. I'm mad today. <laughs> and I thought, well... God help you. We're still taking it up. <laughs> you know, but, well, she wanted, the, she wanted, isn't that something? She, she, she was upset. She was not only upset, she wanted the whole place to know it, you know. Not just, not just me. I'm thinking, why did you even come? Dear God. Well, cause misery loves company, that's right. Or the offended club gets going. You know, you ever, you ever been invited to be a member of the offended club? It's like, so one person's offended and then they get other people to be offended for them. <laughs> I don't like the way you treated Sister Ledbetter, you know. <laughs> She's Ledbetter and everybody else get it. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I said all that stuck on youth is renewed like the eagles. Our head can sure argue with that on certain days, right? But you you can declare it anyway. You declare prosperity when you don't have any money left in the bank. You declare healing when, you know, you got your head hung over the bucket. I'm telling you, just do it. In the, right? In Jesus name. And declare these verses and say, this is who I am. Well, you know, this is going around. Well, it's not coming around here. (laughs) In Jesus' name. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're not having it. All right. Let's keep reading. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment. For all that are oppressed. Wow, that would be everybody here that we've all been oppressed at some point in our life by sin and by the devil. But thank God, he's executed righteousness and judgment on our behalf. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful. See, he starts just extolling the virtues of the Lord. That'll help your spirit, man. That'll help your soul. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. See, and religion's taught us that he's easily ticked off. He's easily offended. The least little thing, and he's mad at you. That's what religion has taught us. But the word says he's slow to anger. He's not touchy. If you want to know what the love of God is like, read the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. Read it in the Amplified, the classic Amplified. 
Read that and you'll see a picture. It says God's love in us. That's a picture of God's love. That's not some bar that we're supposed to all try to get over. But it's, it's to understand this is what God's love is like. Let that be a love letter from Father to you that He's, it says He doesn't, love doesn't seek its own way. We said God's going to have His way and run over you no matter what. This is the wrong thinking. I'm telling you, it says He doesn't seek, doesn't seek His own way, but it's looking after you. And if there's something that God's directing your life in or a path or a way that you might be a little resistant to realize he's there's in him is light only there is no darkness at all he's not leading you down the primrose path just to smack you at the end well you just never know what he's going to do to you well he sounds like somebody should be arrested that is not good teaching and so, I don't know, I've been spending most of my adult life trying to undo some of the stuff that got shoved in me as a kid. Scared to death of God. Scared to death of what he might do to you. That's wrong thinking. He's our loving, heavenly father. If we know how to be loving to our children, how much more does the heavenly father know how to give good gifts to his children? He's not cloak and dagger in the back alley waiting for you to to to, to stumble across it says he will not always chide neither will he keep his anger forever he hath not dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquities isn't that beautiful for as the heaven is high above the earth so great is his mercy toward them that fear him Say, that's me. <laughs> Fear him, meaning with reverential respect and honor. And as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, for the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are as dust. As for man, his days are as grass, flower of the field, as he flourishes. For as the wind passes over it and is gone, the places thereof shall know it no more. But, here's a good but in the Bible. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. To keep, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdoms ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all he has hosts. Ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. And then finally again, bless the Lord, O my soul. <laughs> Hallelujah. If that doesn't lift you up, you're just too big to move, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> 
Woo! That does something for me. Blessing the Lord. If we bless the Lord as much as we're encouraged to in the Word, we wouldn't have time to gripe and complain. And, of course, Pastor Scarlett can testify that I never gripe and complain. (laughs) Yeah, right. I have to rebuke myself some days. Stop griping, David. (laughs) Start praising Him and thanking Him. Amen. So we do that. We bless His name. Let's lift our hands and thank Him for the Word tonight. Thank Him for the truth. Thank Him for the light and the life, His love and His Word. Lord, we give You all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.